Well, hello, it's Pastor Carson from Calvary Tabernacle. Thanks for stopping by the podcast. We hope that it's a blessing to you, whether you're catching one of the Sunday or Wednesday messages, or maybe you're jumping on to listen to one of the Saturday snapshots. We're doing everything we can right here in the beautiful Fountain Square area of Indianapolis to try to reach and connect and disciple people towards Jesus Christ. Enjoy what you listen to, and I hope that it's a benefit to your life. John chapter 1. I'm going to start at verse 43. Oh, listen to that sound of pages turning. It's powerful. John chapter 1 verse 43. If you don't have a Bible, you can either be intrusive, just look on over your neighbor's shoulder, or you can look at the screen. (laughs) The day following... Jesus would go forth into Galilee and find a Philip. He said to Philip, follow me. Philip was up Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip, watch this, verse 45. Philip findeth Nathanael. Here's what he says to him. We have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write. Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, you got to love this statement. Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said unto him, come see for yourself. You can tell people how good Jesus is, but if you can get them to meet him for themselves. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and saith unto him, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom there is no guile. Nathanael said, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. Nathanael answered him and said, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest thou? Thou shalt see greater things than these. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter ye shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. I want to preach for just a little while on this Sunday morning about the thought, that he saw Nathanael even under the fig tree. He saw him there even under the fig tree. Would you you lift your hands and lift your voices and pray that God would do the work that only he can over the next few minutes? Come on, would you pray that? God, speak to our hearts and our minds. Would you pray that God would speak specifically to your situation? Come on, that He might speak to your family. That He might speak to your heart, your mind, your spirit. Come on, that He might touch your family. We ask it in the name of Jesus Christ. And let everyone say amen. Turn to to a couple people before you're seated and just tell them, He'll find you anywhere.
may be seated. It's almost shocking to me that my family has been here nine months already in Indianapolis, and uh, it's gone it's gone quick for us, and we're so thankful for what the Lord has done, what the Lord is doing. But I want to talk to you about a story that happened in our new home not long after we had purchased it. Part of moving and transitioning is always a concern if you have children, which we do. We have four. Four. <laughs> Quattro. And so we had only been in our new home for maybe, I don't know, I bet it was a couple months or so. We had been in the new home for a couple months, which means there were still some boxes. We were still figuring some things out. I can't remember what night of the week it was, whether it was a weekday. I, I, I feel like it was a, a weekend and we were all there and it's a Friday night or a Saturday night. And my wife and I decided that for family night, what we were going to do was we were going to play hide and seek. We were going to play a little hide and seek with the, the kids in the darkness of the night. They had already been playing hide and seek and finding out the best spots. I can't remember the rules exactly. I know that we were supposed to keep the lights down. No other lights could be turned on. And the whole goal of the night was us to have fun with the children. Last person to be found would then be it. It. And we were, we were having a good time. I had a good hiding spot. I had made it to the very end. I was now going to be it. I remember counting, you know, some of you remember play hide go seek, you have to count to 100, and some people were like, one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. But there's always that person that was like, one, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirty, forty, fifty, sixty, seventy, eight, nine, twenty, 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 thirty, forty, five, six, seven, eight, nine, thirty, thirty, one, thirty, thirty, forty, five, thirty, six, thirty. Some of you, you were that person. People have struggled to like you. <laughs> I tried to count. I tried to take my time. And you know when you get to the last 10 seconds, you count real loud. You want everybody in the, in the house to hear you. 91, 92, 93, and so on until you get to 100. And then what are the famous words? Here I come. We began working through the house. I did. I'm looking. I'm, I'm wondering where people were at. I'm wandering and wondering, and I'm working through, and I'm trying to find the, the little spots and the places where people would be, and you go in, and if there's any, any kind of a hiding, you just kind of peek it and pull it back. I found one of my kids in the top of a closet. <laughs> True story. Middle shelves. They had climbed up the shelves, which were not weight-regulated, guarantee. <laughs> And got on the top. Listen, it's serious in our house. It, 
When I found them, their first words were, who told you where I was? <laughs> Nobody. I just know you're crazy. <laughs> found them moving through. I get to the main level of our home, just right there on the main level. I had found everyone upstairs that I thought I could find, and I'm on the main level, and I'm, I'm working through. Now, it's dark. It's very dark. Easing around. What I don't want is I don't want to be scared. <laughs> I'm in my own home. <laughs> I'm looking for my children and my wife. The guy, I can't find them. Can't find anybody. Tiptoeing around. I go in the mud room, there's no one there. Checking stuff in the kitchen. No one there went in the living room. We have these little cubbies that Brother Souders had helped us. No, they're gone. No, I found someone there earlier, but they weren't there now. That's empty. Spot busted. It's working through. I'm easing in. There's like this little walkway between our kitchen and our dining room. There's this little pantry area. It's a, it's a small spot. It's like from this speaker to this speaker right here. And I'm easing through. It's like this little, little chute. And I get about... Halfway through, and there's these pantry doors, and I think, I wonder if somebody's in there. And I put my hand on the handle, and as I start to open that handle, <laughs> out of the darkness, my five foot three wife, I barely put my hand on the handle, and she goes, Y'all, I lost it. I screamed in a pitch that I do not think I could hit again. <laughs> when I caught my breath, I said, Why would you do that? <laughs> Game over. She fell on the ground laughing. That's a true story. She fell on the ground laughing. We went to couples therapy. We've made it back. It's <laughs> hide and go see. Hide and go see. There was no New Testament for them to be reading from, Brother Brown. You know, we're a little spoiled. In fact, I don't want to sound hard. I just told you a funny story. I don't want to sound hard, but I will tell you this. I think we very much take for granted that we have the ability to have the Bible. I do. I think if we're not careful that we take for granted the thought that not even just physically, but even digitally, at the touch of our thumbs, we can read the Holy Writ at any time. And if that were not enough, we can, at a couple presses, listen to Scripture. Have you ever thought about that through the context of days and generations gone by where people could not read, but oh, how it would have changed them had they had the ability to listen to Scripture? There was no New Testament for them to be reading, but we're watching one of the great revelatory stories unfold. Jesus is calling Disciples, I pause on this Sunday morning to tell everyone in the house, Jesus is not hiding from you. He is not hiding from you. He is available if you want him. 
And His Word is available if you want it. We find this scenario where we have Andrew and we have Simon Peter, the brotherly relationship that has just been sought after. And now we're in this place where the Bible says that Jesus has found Philip. Everybody say, Jesus found Philip. <clears throat> we have this brother scenario where one brother is reached and reaches to another brother. And then we have Jesus finding Philip. And what does Philip do immediately? The Bible says Philip finds Nathaniel. It is the will of God that we find someone to introduce to Jesus. He wants us to find Nathaniel. He wants us to find that other person. It's a part of what we're doing here on Wednesday nights. But tiptoe back into the text with me just a little bit. And recognize the way that Philip sells Nathaniel on coming. Look at verse 45. He found him and said, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write. Jesus of Nazareth that through Nathaniel had he said we found Jesus of Bethlehem Nathaniel could have been more persuaded the truth but something about his respect for Philip brought him far enough to see. His initial words were, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Nazareth is the bad side of town. It's the city where we don't go. It's the, it's the downgraded area. He said, it's, it's Jesus of Nazareth. And Nathaniel said, say what? He comes to him. And Jesus' description of Nathaniel grips him. When he says, behold, an Israelite indeed. In whom, what? There is no guile. He looked at Nathaniel, knowing his lineage and probably knowing the weakest part of his lineage and said, you got to read this and understand this. I was there, Nathaniel, when he went from Jacob to Israel. I was there at the translation and the transition rather when no longer would he be known as a surplanter 
But he would be known as one who wrestled with God and prevailed. How do you, how do you know me? That was Nathaniel's response. Because if we would all be honest, whether you are the most seasoned saint or a newer member, we've all been in a place where we wondered, does God even know who I am? Does God even know where I am? Because surely if he knew where I am, I wouldn't feel like this. I wouldn't have these thoughts or questions about myself. I wouldn't deal with these insecurities. If he knew the way they were treating me, he would smoke them. He'd take care of God doesn't even know. He said, he said, do you know, whence knowest thou me? You can really tie it together with the Old Testament. You really can. It more in an enduring question of respect. But what is it about me? And Jesus answered him. Before Philip called you, Nathaniel, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. Watch the dramatic turn. Ladies and gentlemen, one scripture. One scripture's difference. He goes from saying, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And then questioning Jesus and saying, whence knowest thou me? One scripture. One statement, in fact, Brother Herbst. He said, I saw you before Philip. When you were under the fig tree. And now Nathaniel says what? Rabbi. Master. Thou art the son of God. What? Time out. Time out. All he said was he saw you under the fig tree. All Nathaniel needed to know was that when I was in the place I thought no one knew where I was. It was the custom of the religious of the day to get up under a tree, a shade tree, specifically a fig tree, study it out, read about it. You'll find out that they would get up under a fig tree and they would begin to study the law. Nathaniel was given to the reading of the word. He was reading to the writing of Mo, given to the writing of Moses, and he was given to the writing of the prophets. He was given to the study, and somewhere inside himself, he had already anticipated that there was coming a Messiah. There was one that was coming that would, in fact, be the son of David. He would, in fact, be not only the root, but he would be the branch. And Nathaniel is in a moment of interaction with Christ. He had come from a place where even Philip would not have known where he was. It was his private place. It was his intimate time. It was his alone scenario. It was the place where no one else was able to be around. This is where he was isolated with nothing but the law and the writings. And I'm going to tell everybody in this room, you say things in the alone times of your life that you would dare say to no one. 
It's in the alone place of our life that we wrestle with our own reality. It's in the alone place of our life where we wrestle with the reality of eternity. It's in the alone place of our life where we wrestle with the fact, does God really even know who I am and where I am and what I'm supposed to be? And Nathaniel has been alone and he has been reading from the prophets and he has been reading from the law and he wants to be godly, but he, he has never yet had the encounter with the man Christ Jesus. And, and he seems as though he knows very little about him in person, but knows a lot about what could be from the word. And I, I feel the need to take a preacher's pause and tell you, it's a sad thing when we know only him from writing and not him from experience. It is the will of God that every man and woman under the sound of my voice not only hear him talked about and not only read him written about, but that you yourself would have a personal meeting with Jesus Christ, that he would be able to speak directly to you. I would tell you today, he wants you to feel him. He, he wants you to hear him. He, he wants you to experience him. I thank God that you're here at the church, and I, I thank God that you have a body. Bible or a, a digital version but it's not enough for you to hear about him and it's not enough for you to hear him preached about but I'm telling you there is a difference when you come walking out from the secret place of your life and you come to a personal experience with Jesus Christ oh can I get a witness in this room of somebody that found out when you met him for yourself when you met him for yourself it was different it Thank God that your mom had a relationship. But let's make your mom and let's make your dad and let's make your grandpa or let's make your grandma. Let's make them key players. Let's let them be Philip. But Nathaniel, you've got to meet him for yourself. For yourself. Turn to somebody and tell them you've got to meet him for yourself. I'll try to get you to come and meet him, but you've got to meet him. One verse later, when Jesus was able to look at him and say, I know where you hide. <laughs> Some of y'all are uncomfortable right now. What are you going to talk about? Some of you know there's, there's questions you have in the hidden place. <laughs> Some of us would be very nervous if other people knew the things we thought when we were alone. Some of us would be a little bit nervous <laughs> if Jesus was able to identify, I know who you are when no one's watching. Maybe I'm the only one but I like a little privacy. Who just, be honest, and every now and then you just need a way. I just need alone time. My favorite person is me for a little while, just, just, just me. Don't want to take out the trash. Don't want to clean the garage. Or if I do say I'm cleaning the garage, it's just because I need some time. Just me in the garage. Cutting the grass, you cut it yesterday, just cutting the grass. Just a place of retreat. You know, most people are wired for some retreat time. Some alone time. But what Jesus does, 
is he ties historical promise with present revelation. I know you've been wondering. It's as if he were reading the mind and the heart of Nathaniel. Because you will pray things in your alone space. You will pray answers for God. How many have ever prayed, God, if you're true, I need you to do. You ever been in the altar praying and you're like, if you're real, I need brother so-and-so to come pray. You hear that laughter? It's because you've done it. And then the wrong person comes to try to pray for you. You got to do the head bob. You're not the one. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I don't know what he was praying, but I know he was reading. Let me tell you what else he was doing. He was anticipating. Because you don't go to thou art the Son of God. How many times have we preached about Peter around the campfire in front of the men when they say, some say that thou art Jeremiah, and, and some say you're John the Baptist or one of the prophets, but who do you say that I am? Thou art the Christ. We have preached Peter up and down. We have talked about him all over the place in every pulpit. But Nathaniel comes to the scene. All he said was, I saw you. Watch what he does. Rabbi, teacher or master, you interpret it. Ask which theologian, you'll get a different answer. That's true, isn't it, Brother Kilman? You know it's true. Well, the original Greek, listen, depends on who's talking about it. And there's a whole sect of the church that believes that, that Nathaniel and Bartholomew are the same person. <sighs> I saw you, Bubba. What? Can any... Good thing come to Nat from Nazareth. Whew. Thou art the Son of God. What? Can any good thing come? I saw you under the fig. Thou art the Son of God. Is anybody else had struggled with this just a little bit? Can anything good come out? the son of God, the king of Israel. Watch what Nathaniel did. He took present, Rabbi, you're my master right now because you knew where I was when no one did. Master, teacher, thou art the son of God. He looked at Jesus in front of Philip, the guy who won them. You got to watch because some people will pass you up. He won him. Brother Trano, he ain't been in the church long, but he had been studying. There's a lot of people that read more Bible. There are people in homes surrounding us right now that read their Bible every single day, and they're waiting on Philip to knock on their door. Yes, they are. And all they need is one moment where Jesus looks at them and says, I, I wasn't under a fig tree, but I saw you when you were alone in your bedroom last night. I saw you when you were laying on the kitchen floor begging God for an answer. I saw you when you pulled over on the side of the road and tears were flooding down your... Here's what I know about God. He is personal and he knows where we are and he knows what we're dealing with. And I don't know who I'm talking to today, but I do know the Lord spoke to me this week and said, tell them I know where they are. 
If you're in the middle of a trial, you are not alone. If you're in the middle of a situation, you are not alone. Everybody say, Rabbi. He cannot just be the God of this text. He's got to be the master of your life. He cannot just be the God we shout about. He's got to be the master of my everyday situation. He's got to be the master of my everyday scenario. He's got to be the one that tells me when I go and when I don't. Tells me where I work and where... Tells me where I... Oh man, I feel this right now. He's got to be my teacher. He's got to be my guide. He's got to be my master. He said, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God. He looked at the one the prophets had wrote about, that there was going to be a child that was born. And he said, you're not only a prophet, but thou art the Son of God. Can I tell you that in one moment, Nathaniel looked at him and said, Jehovah of the Old Testament is the embodied form in front of me, the Lamb of God that has been promised, the one we've been singing about, the one that Moses wrote about. He is the Son of God. He was God in the flesh. He was not a person in the Trinity. He was not a second in the Godhead. Here's the kind of revival I want. I don't want just big crowd revival. I want revelation revival. That when men and women walk in here, they're able to say, I see it. I see it. I see it. Jesus is God. He is not just another form. He is the lion of the tribe of Judah. He is the rose of Sharon. He is the fairest of 10,000. He is the root, but he is the branch. He is the son of God. Come on, that's who he is. When you say the name of Jesus, you call the name of the Lord. When you say the name of Jesus, you call the name of the Lord. And the enemy would love for you to stay under that fig tree. Because as long as you're under the fig tree, you can't spout revelation of who he is. Stay under the fig tree and then you'll just keep thinking he's coming and not here. Unfortunate truth I found is it's easier for people to shout about revival coming than revival here. It's easier to shout about what could be than what is. But at some point, we got to recognize revival is not on the way. Revival is now. Jesus is not on the way. Jesus is here. I know there's a second coming. I know he is returning. But his spirit is here now. The son. He'll set you free today. He'll take that addiction today. He'll take that heartache today. He'll take that isolation today. He'll touch you today. Say, Pastor Carson, he doesn't know where I am. I'm telling you, he knows where you're at. He knows your aloneness. He knows your hurt. He knows your isolation. Son of God, King of Israel. Y'all, Bible college students, hear me right now. He, he put him 
present and teacher, master, rabbi. Calls him the son of God. Reveals him as God in Christ. And says king of Israel. Because he knew that it was the Davidic. Oh man. When you really figure out who he is. When you really figure out who he is. You will stop letting little things. Aren't you the guy that was reading under the tree? Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not hidden anymore. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk like I'm not. I'm going to profess like I'm not. Not only are you the son of God, you're the king of Israel. I know you have authority of heaven. But you have authority here. What would Jesus later say? All power in heaven. I, I believe in it and I preach it with everything I've got. Streets of gold. Walls of... Uh-huh. How many believe that the stones are going to be there? How many believe there's going to be a, a throne there? I believe in that. But I don't believe that we got to live second class while we're here. I don't believe we have to live as some weaker version than who we are. It's why we get up in our churches and we call out names and we put names on the board and we put prayer requests. I know what the doctor said, but he is the king of Israel and he has the authority to speak over every life and over every situation. I understand that there are principalities and there are powers and there are rulers of spiritual wickedness in high places, but I understand that he He's the king over all of it. And when I call on the name of the Lord Jesus, he is bigger than my sickness. He is bigger than my disease. Son of God, king of Israel. He is tying the messianic prophecy together in one statement. And I want to know what's Philip doing. You're excited. Wouldn't you like, wouldn't you like to have a revival of Nathaniel's? Wouldn't you like to have a, I am praying God, give us a revival of people that have been in their alone places saying, God, if you're real, God, if you're true, God, if you're really coming, God, if you're really sure, God, if you're true, then send somebody, then send somebody. Let me. All it took was one meeting. And I'm sorry, I believe in long-term Bible study. I believe, I believe in a month and 12 weeks, and I believe in six weeks, and I believe in eight weeks, and I believe in give them eight months, take, take, do, 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 all that stuff. But I believe in one moment. I mean, one real encounter. I talked to an individual the other day that said I had been addicted for 19 years. He said, I know it's not the story for everybody. He said, but one moment in the presence of God. He said, I couldn't meet it with meetings. Woo, God. 
forgive me if you need to for my passion. He said, I, I, couldn't, get it, I couldn't get it by myself. I, I couldn't get away from it. He said, but one moment in the presence of God, he said, I've never wanted another one. I've never had that addiction ever since. I tell you what I believe. He's real. He's real. He's real. He's the Son of God. He is the King of David. He is my rabbi. He is my Jehovah Shalom. He is Jehovah M. Kadesh. He is my Lord. But Philip knowing him is not enough. You got to know him. You've got to know him. You've got to know him enough that even when your body isn't healed, you. Oh, that's uncomfortable, but let's talk about it. What about when he doesn't heal your body? If he never dries it up, if he never takes care of it, he is still God. If I never feel better, if I never get happy, if I never, somebody you could mess up the enemy's day if you would shout about that right now. He's still going to be God. He's still going to be the Lord of my life. Come on, is he still Jesus? Even if you don't feel that. What if the answer doesn't come? He's still God and he's still good. What if it doesn't part and the, and the clouds stay on? He's still God and he's still. Woo! He's still God. He's still good. Come on, he's Jesus when you're in public, but he was Jesus when you're under the fig tree. He's always who he is. Stand with me and clap your hands all over this room. Come on, praise him. Praise him because he's God. I'm finishing. I'm preaching two more scriptures. Stay standing. If you need him to be God and you want to declare that he is God, right where you're at. You've been in the middle of a battle, but you're, you are here on this, on this Sunday morning. You're going to go ahead and let the enemy of your mind and your spirit know. Either way, he's the God of my life. If that's you, I want you to just run down to this front. Just stand down here for a minute. Just... Either way, either way, either way. Good doctor's report, bad doctor's report. Good financial bill, bad financial. <clears throat> Whoever I'm talking to right now, you better hear me. If you never feel him again, is he still God? Flood all the way to the front. Come on, all the way to the splash zone. Come on.
The galleon, I don't know. I don't know why God hasn't healed my son yet. Just tell you, I don't know why he hasn't healed Canaan yet. Some don't know Canaan's battled Crohn's for a long time. I, I don't understand that. His coaches are here. I wouldn't embarrass him for anything. But I can tell you the conversation that changed it all for this dad went on the way to a hospital visit. I had been sitting up under a fig tree. I had been up under a fig tree telling God, if you're really a healer, Seems like you'd have healed him by now. I'm telling you, I'd watched him dry up cancers. I've watched him work on eyes and ears and appendages. I've, I've watched God do it. But, but when it was my need, and even worse when it's my boy, I had been up under a fig tree, but I had to come out from under the fig tree long enough to drive him to that hospital. Had to get his monthly infusion, walk into the cancer treatment center where he goes. Let them put that infusion into his body. Think about what those chemicals might be. But on the way to the hospital, he looked over at me. It wasn't, wasn't Philip's revelation. Wasn't daddy's revelation. I looked over and I said, I'm sorry, son, that we're having to do this. He looked over at me. That young teenage mind that believes in God. And he said, oh, dad, don't worry about this. This is all going to be a part of his plan. Swallowed my pride and choked on my faith. Tears went up in my eyes. Here we are. A few years later. Not sure why we're still going for appointments. I'm not sure why he's still battling that. But I got to tell you, every time I watch him walk to an altar and start And throughout this house, there are stories. But he is still God. And he is still able. I said he's able. Jesus said, because, because I saw you under the fig tree. That's why you believe. He said, you're going to see greater things than this. He reveals himself. He goes to the story of Jacob's ladder. He goes and he says, you're going to see the angel of angels of the Lord ascending and descending. Look at that, verse 51, ascending and descending on the Son of Man. 
He had just declared him the son of God. Nathaniel said, you're the son of God. He said in his humility, but I'm also flesh. I'm going to hurt like you, Nathaniel. The angelic revelation of Genesis. I am the fulfillment. He would become the bread. He would become the wine. He would become Jehovah, our healer, our healer. I saw you, Nathaniel. But that's not all. You're going to see greater things. I've come to tell somebody at Calvary Tabernacle, if you'll trust him where you're at, you've got greater things to see. You've got greater things to see. Now listen, I had you come down to this front. I ask you the question if you're in the middle. You're in the middle of a problem that's bigger than you. You've been having some fig tree prayers. You have been having some isolated curiosity. I don't understand. Across the front of this building, Brother Barkus, here's what I believe. I believe there's about to be a fresh revelation. I know that you've clapped that he's real, but it is easier to clap in this church than it is to smile when no one is around. Some of you are carrying the worries of a, a, the way that only a mother or a father could. and you, I don't understand this. But you listen to me. He saw you under that fig tree. <laughs> if you believe he's real, I want you to lift your hands right now. And I want you to ask God to give you a fresh revelation of who he is and a fresh understanding that greater things are still to come the addiction will not destroy you the isolation cannot overcome you the hurt the pain the fear give you the best job of your life he can work on your marriage today he can touch your mind right now some of you feel like you're standing in the gap for somebody else he sees them under that fig tree come on Philip you know where they hang out and you got the message they need. You've met Jesus. You've met Jesus. The one whom Moses and the prophets wrote. Come on, before we move to our next prayer, lift your hands real high. words I want you to say and I want you to let something break open when you say them God I trust you 
Come on, tell him. Jesus, I trust you. I know I've sang about it. I know I've clapped along with it. But I'm in the middle of something. Let your revelation be, I know that you know where I am. that you know who I am. Come on, some of you have been living a way you're frustrated even living. You don't even want to live the way you've been living, but you have been battling. You have been, you have been butting up against the denial and the reality of who you are and who you're meant to be. I'm telling you, he saw you. He has plans for you. Oh. Oh. Woo. 